Welcome, everybody, to the Good Fight uh, Podcast. This is Episode 2 of Season 2, and uh, I want to appreciate Denver for uh, for doing Episode 1 on his own last week, and uh, I had some technical problems uh, on, on my end, and uh, just as all of us, I'm, I'm glad I didn't have a sledgehammer close by when I was having trouble with my computer because it was very frustrating being excited about coming back and having some good things to say and then having technical. But in Denver, I really appreciated uh, what you had to say in that. Well, thank you. I enjoyed doing it, um, but it's sure nice to have you show up. So <laughs> thanks for coming. Well, <laughs> it's great to be here. So uh, we'll 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 carry on. But okay. uh, just uh, today's episode, we want to uh, continue a little bit more with this very important topic of worldview and uh, just how it is so important in, in our decision making and and making sure that our behavior matches our beliefs and then uh, our, 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 our politics and our votes and all that stuff, our decision-making, all flows downhill from there and uh, how, to, how to make that consistent. So we're going to have a little bit more on that um, and then uh, just tell you about a new resource of it, uh, talk about a little bit of inspiration and motivation for 2022. Yeah, man. I mean, as I talked about in the last episode, uh, 2022 is such a, a big year. I think we say that every year at the beginning of the year. Oh, this is such a big year. But 2022 sure has some big implications, and there's a lot to uh, be excited for and therefore inspired for. Yeah. Before I forget to say it, Denver, I, I really appreciated your uh, your your quote uh, from last week from your uh, professor at school and that whole business of talking about make sure that you're thinking and not just feeling. And I really like that emphasis. And and we we God has given us our feelings for a reason, and there's no doubt about that. But He's also talked about the renewing of our mind, and uh, that kind of goes back to worldview too, and and just really needing to 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 think through things and follow through. So I just I, I've I've come back to that numerous times since uh, I I heard you mention that. So thank you. Well, I'll I'll throw something else out there. Uh, he also my professor who said the think don't feel thing. He says, you were born with a brain, so use it. <laughs> so that kind of goes along right with that. But Okay, I like it. True. Yeah. Uh, just toward the end, we're going to do an, uh, kind of an intergenerational segment. Uh, and I've got a message I'd like to just kind of share with some of my fellow baby boomers. And um, I'd like to uh, tell you what the source of my inspiration on that message was. And just some, uh, it's a chance to share some stuff that's been on my heart. So we'll do all that in addition to our uh, lightning round and our good news segments. And just before we uh, go to this first short break, I, I just think, think it's good for us to remind uh, each other and you, our audience, about our theme verse come from Psalm 71. That, that's where the good fight 71 comes in but i just love it and and just even from my baby boomers uh, heart uh it says oh god from my youth you've taught me and i still proclaim your wondrous deeds so even to old age and gray hairs oh god do not forsake me until i proclaim your might to another generation your power to all those to come yeah i really like that one and it's uh it rings true for our podcast so that's why we chose it too so yeah be back in a second.
we're back. We're going to start out talking a little bit more about worldview, and uh, we don't want to just beat this horse to death, but uh, we do um, realize that it's a very important thing in terms of connecting why why we think what we do. And I, and I came across another resource, another uh, speech by this uh, man by name of George Barna that does so much research regarding uh, a biblical worldview. And I liked what he had to say regarding the subject in general and his current survey. And from his research and how he's got it set up, how few people in society and even how few professing Christians uh, when they're asked questions about it, really demonstrate a thoroughly biblical worldview. Yeah, no, I, I think that's ingrained in a lot of us. Uh, and, you know, just to, uh, as in, in one of my classes, I don't mean to keep bringing up my college, but it's just, you know, it's part of my life. It's your life. I know. Uh, so uh, in international relations, uh, last semester, we talked a lot about worldview. And it, it really is, it, it's... Uh, ingrained in us because of how we're raised and where we're born, uh, we certainly have a different worldview to those living in the Middle East. Some of them, you know, for the the differences are okay, but some of them, you know, they're quite uh, kind of borderline there. Uh, but that's just kind of an easy way to understand, you know, there's so many different worldviews out there and you know, what, what can we uh, kind of agree on with some people of differing worldviews and, and what's, you know, I don't want to technically use the term, but, you know, dangerous. There's some dangerous worldviews out there, I'd say. Yeah. So, and in, in, uh, in it's good to be able to identify that, and especially for us who claim to be Christians, the to make sure that our, our decision-making process and the, the source of the information that we're making our decision on or the basic assumptions are those that are actually coming from the Bible and not anyplace else. So one of the things that Barna makes a real good case for is that in, uh, in, in America, even amongst people that claim to be Christians, like only 9%, a very small percent, have that actual Christian worldview. And uh, e even though a much larger percent profess to be Christian believers, go to church and uh, identify themselves even as, as, as evangelicals. And so his, his point is that that the, the prevailing worldview in the United States is syncretism, which is just, it's kind of the smorgasbord approach. You, you pick one idea you like from this source and another source, and, and some of that, I think, Denver goes to your, your feeling versus thinking thing. Oh, that feels good, or that, that seems nice, and we're not, not down on, any, on, on, on people necessarily, but it's important to point that out so that uh, we can make sure that we're aligned as closely as possible with uh, God's word that we claim to believe. That's a really shocking number, though. Nine percent is is pretty low. I, I would, if I had to guess, I would get, would have guessed in the lower range. Uh, but nine percent is quite uh, uh, quite surprising to me, and it, it's disappointing. Um, but absolutely goes back to the think don't don't feel thing. It, it's it's easier to feel than it is to think, and that's why uh, that I, I think that's why a lot of uh, of uh, uh, that smorgasbord like type of worldview. Uh, that's why people do it because it's easier. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things it points out is that it, it's why it's so hard to nail down uh, why there's so much di difference of opinion uh, and uh, in, uh, just even amongst the Christian community. And it's not that there, there shouldn't be uh, 
some differences of opinion. We should be able to discuss things and 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 bring them out and everything, but uh, it just makes it a very elusive target. Now, if we even given, I mean, but certainly the Bible needs to be uh, be interpreted, but uh, at the same time, there are a lot of things that pretty clearly says that we just need to take them pretty clearly at face value. And if people have to take too much time and go through too many gymnastics to unexplain that, that that's kind of a red flag in my mind. So basically, if the, if, if the Bible represents a straight line or something that is, is, is right, I mean, the Bible calls itself a plumb line, then uh, one of the problems is, is like one of my spiritual mentors, Dr. J. Vernon McGee, loves to say there's, there's lots of ways for a line to be crooked, but there's only one way for a line to be straight. So there's ways to, for things to diverge in all kinds of different directions, but there's only one way for it to be really straight. Yeah, and I, I think that all uh, uh, pushes forward the fact that we need unity in the, in the church. Uh, come together and be able to discuss these ideals. Uh, maybe we do disagree on politics, but guess what? We're believers, and we need to unite on that first. Uh, so, I, I mean, how do we go about doing that? Well, somehow we got to figure it out. Um, and I, I think one of the ways is just having conversations with our loved ones, our friends, our family, um, and kind of having that uh, that uh, uh, grassroots type of uh spread there and uh, certainly that's something that we need to kind of think about and hopefully um, uh, the listeners here uh, today you know maybe you start that conversation with that friend that you've been trying to to talk to and um, or your parents or, or or what have you I think it's obviously important yeah and and of all people uh, if we really truly do have Christ as our as our common bond and his word as our plumb line, uh, we should be able to uh, to talk, I think, more than we are. And yet, I, at least for me, I'm, I'm finding that very difficult uh, and uh, for, for a number of different reasons. And uh, I hope that this can uh, at least promote some dialogue about how to address that amongst people that uh, are, are kind of target audience, but then kind of going out into the, into the rest of the Christian community uh, who's... Uh, at least from Barna's perspective, whose beliefs and, and actions don't quite line up and figure out, you know, how, how to make that as close as possible and why. So I'm really uh, hoping that that will, will help. So one of the things we're doing with the podcast now is that for each episode, we're going to put up a thing on our Facebook page with some resources. And so the resource to this Barna thing, and I would really encourage all of you to listen to this. Uh, it's frustrating. It's divided up into three segments from the Wall Builders podcast. And so, um, uh, but really listen to this, especially what Barna has to say. Um, you know, I, I, the wall builders people, I love them and I pray for them and I support them. But no matter how you feel about, you know, them or their approach or whatever, listen to what Barna is saying. And I, and I really hope that it will help give us some, uh, some good things. And, and even to how he ties that in to how us as baby boomers need to relate with our millennial, uh, and, and younger brothers and sisters in Christ that are coming up uh, along us and kind of more on that later. Looking forward to it. Okay.
welcome back. Uh, so for this segment, uh, we just want to uh, kind of uh, uh, lay out some uh, some encouragement for 2022. And obviously, uh, don't know exactly where all of you are in this uh, beginning of the new year. But you know, some people are you know discouraged, uh, just or or they're you know encouraged, ready for the year. Uh, you know, for me being uh, where I am, I'm away from family. Uh, bulk of my friends. And so um, I'm actually quite excited to look into these re- resources that Brian's going to lay out for us in a, just a minute here. And, um, you know, being that I am alone, I'm, I'm excited to be able to get into that. And uh, not that I'm discouraged, but encouragement is always good. So Brian, take it, take it away. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I um, just as I started the year, I think like a lot of us, looking looking at all that's on the horizon and all of the concerns with uh with covid and the still things going on uh, nationally and, and internationally uh there's lots of things to legitimately be concerned about and some very weighty uh, issues that are before us as a as a nation as a church and and so uh, just naturally being glad a lot of people breathe the sigh of relief that 2021 was over and we kind of expect well you know really pray that 2022 will be better uh, and yet, uh, just keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, um, like we're, like we're told, in order to like to run that race, like Hebrews tells us, uh, just requires some 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 good encouragement sometimes. So I just wanted to share some uh, some resources that were, have been very encouraging to me, and the, the links to these will be up on the the Facebook page. And and by the way, we're really trying to figure out the best way to, to get this stuff out to people. And if you're on the Facebook page, that's great. If you have other ways that you'd like to be communicated with, we could do an email list. We could do lots of stuff. So please uh, email us at that uh, our email address, goodfight71 at gmail.com. And that will uh, that will really help us give us feedback on what you like, what you found tedious, or whatever. But the first resource uh, comes from the church I'm currently attending, and my current pastor, uh, Calvary Chapel Chino Hills, Jack Hibbs. And uh, I'm uh, been going there a couple of years now, and just was really attracted uh, to 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 move there from the church I'd been attending before, kind of for the reason that I like the way that this pastor um, uh, combines. A pure uh, love for God's word and preaching of the gospel, and also con- connecting the dots in according to the in in the country and the culture and the world, um, and in a way that I certainly resonate with, and I think that's justifiably uh, very biblical and and historically correct, and so. Uh, anyway, he gave two sermons. One he gave it at New Year's Eve, and then he followed it up the Sunday after New Year's. And so I really would commend that. He called the sermon the Great Put On, <laughs> and I, that was really great. But just put on, put like putting on the armor of God from Ephesians six. So that really encouraged me and set a very good tenor for the year. And so uh, I would really commend that to you. And I and I know diff- different people are drawn to different different pastors and different leaders and 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 I and I think that that's good so and uh, whether this is you know somebody that you, you know, resonate with on a regular basis or not well, I think there are certain pastors I like and certain ones I'm you know I know that they're my brothers in Christ and they have a great following but I'm just not I'm not that much drawn to and I think we need to give each other space for that while realizing that uh, if resources like this are pointed out by people that that hopefully we have some level of respect for that maybe they would be worth considering. So I'd, I would uh, commend that to you. 
just another being a baby baby boomer, another uh, young millennial or uh, uh, the, the next coming generation. We've talked about Charlie Kirk before. Um, and he does has a partnership with um, a number of churches. One of them is Dream City Church, which is a church in the Phoenix area. Uh, the next one, they, they do what's called Freedom Square. I, I believe that's what they call it, once a month, where they get together and have discussions. And, and this is a great discussion with Charlie Kirk and the pastor of Dream City, just about some of the wonderful things that are happening there and the way that the church itself is uh, seeking to try to influence their own members with the gospel and kind of connecting these dots, but also to kind of go out in the, uh, in the community. Um, the third one is... Uh, from the Wall Builders organization with the founder of Wall Builders, David Barton. Now, I, I'll admit, if you listen to David Barton, he is without a doubt, he's a fast-talking Texan. <laughs> he can get more words into a minute than anybody else. And so, uh, if, if, that's, uh, if you like that style, that's great. If that kind of grates on you, then you know, maybe you'll need to uh, you know, listen to it uh, a little bit at a time. But I, uh, he gives... Um, a speech they put on a uh, a a pro family legislators conference every year and they have great speakers and and David Barton really has been involved in a lot of things in the in the country and the culture kind of uh, doing work with campaigns and uh, it's a four segment thing on their podcast and uh, I don't have a way to put those all together at this point but uh, I really would commend that to you if you're if you're kind of curious to know what some of the good things that are happening on the ground in various states and various races. I love the pod, the the Wall Builders people because they are just so positive. And in fact, there's a link to their whole podcast on our our resource page on the on Facebook. But uh, I think you'll really find it good to hear these four segments uh, of him, and and they're half hour episodes and. And, uh, and all, but yeah, I think you'll really find it encouraging and very informative as far as how to kind of connect some of those dots in the, in the culture going forth. Yeah, and all these resources and the listenings and everything, uh, uh, I think a lot of people, the reason why they don't listen and, and uh, get these things uh, available to them is because they don't have time. Uh, but I, depending on what your commute is to work or to school, or whatever, you know, one of these 30-minute uh, episodes, you know, I think would serve great for that, or on the way home. Um, so, it, it's, I think it's easier than uh, some people think, um, and it kind of becomes a routine if you get into it. Uh, so, I, I remember doing something similar uh, when I had a, about a half-hour drive to school in high school, and and I love that. So, uh, if it works for you, then great, uh, but if not, half hour isn't too long. You can put in your headphones, wash dishes, you know, whatever. So there's a way to do it. Um, and it certainly, uh, it would be good for, for everybody to do. Yeah. And, and one of the things, uh, ways I really could see possibly this podcast and this ministry helping is by us kind of weeding through some of the stuff that's out there. Cause there's so much stuff out there, but just weeding through it and kind of giving you our digest of, of some things that could be helpful, uh, to you throughout the week so that, uh, so you don't have to weed through it all. Uh, just the lastly, just my, uh, and Denver mentioned this some, uh, last week, but, the, just the, the idea for us as, as Christian conservatives, especially right now, or conservatives in general, uh, that I think it really is time for us to push the advantage to, to go on, on, 
you know, with, with the right Christ-like attitude, but go on the offense and and to learn and to explain all the good reasons to to believe uh, the kinds of things that we're we're doing and explain the reasons why. And uh, I just found it very encouraging that the the new Virginia Attorney General, there was uh, at least from our perspective, such a wonderful turnaround there, and the governor, for that matter, uh, from day one, were out. Uh, going on a positive agenda, the things that to, to fulfill the things that they had promised, and I think that's one thing that we need to hold our leaders accountable to do what we what they said they were going to do, and 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 to uh, the, what we elected them for. And finally, it's another um, um, a discussion with Charlie Kirk and another pastor up in the, in Thousand Oaks, I believe. Uh, or San Jose, Rob McCoy, uh, but it's a, a discussion about pushing forward um, uh, in in the new year and uh, in in the current climate. So it's a good conversation between the uh, Charlie Kirk and Rob McCoy, and that's where I got my inspiration for what will be our uh, our our final segment. Just that message to baby boomers that uh, I'd like to share. So that that's where that came from. And if you want to hear that. From uh, their perspective, and it was kind of another conversation, like me in Denver. Rob McCoy is a, a younger baby boomer than I, <laughs> and uh, Charlie Kirk has just a few more years on Denver. So it's another kind of great one of these intergenerational conversations that we'd want to have. Yeah, so be on the lookout for those resources. Check out the Facebook page, and they will be up there. All right, and we're back, and we're going to be doing our lightning round now. Um, so I'm going to do mine a little bit uh, up on a, of a follow-up on uh, my lightning round of the last episode on Russia, um, this time talking about North Korea and China. Uh, now, how does this have anything to do with Russia? Well, um, if Russia does go through with what they're threatening, um, that's going to require the attention of what seems like the world. Um, so is that going to allow the door to open for North Korea uh, to do whatever they want to do? Who knows what that's uh, what that consists of? And then China. We know about um, their aggression towards Taiwan um, and their expansionism type of thinking. Um, I just now learned that uh, China is basically building land islands farther out to, uh, on the shore to expand um, their uh, uh, their their sea territory, and you know what's the limit on that? You know, so if this Russia thing does happen, you know what 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 else is going to happen uh, around the world? So it's just something to keep an eye on. Um, I sure hope the White House is keeping an eye on it. Um, but that's not really a guarantee, I suppose. <laughs> Never know what they're doing. Um, so it's, um, again, uh, unsettling, a little unnerving, a little nerving. So we'll just have to see. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, but you're, you're right. It's, uh, just a thing, quite a thing. And I was meeting with a couple of my prayer partners this morning and just talking about the power of prayer to hold these things off. And I think we can, we can look, uh, from our, our standpoint, uh, here that, that, uh, there are some, 
bad things that have happened in terms of our country and government, but there's a lot of things that have been held off uh, by a couple of Democratic senators that uh, some of their fellow Democrats are not very happy with. But from our perspective, um, that's, that's a great uh, victory, not only for us, but for the whole country, and it saved us from a lot of things. So just a power prayer. Uh, just to, to keep reminding ourselves and our audience and, and everybody else about that. Shout out to Joe Manchin. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, uh, mine is about a couple of bills that uh, are being proposed in the California legislature. And uh, just to, so that you're aware of these, you can contact your, uh, your Assembly and Senate uh, members. So the first one is a bill that's been introduced that would allow for uh, vaccines of any kind uh, that are approved by the FDA to be given to uh, children age 12 and over without parental consent. And uh, so I, it just is such another insidious power grab and a way to, to put a wedge between parents and their children. Uh, and uh, it's the parents that are responsible for raising their children, not the state. And it's the parents should have the say over that. And, and they are accountable before God for that uh, decision. It's not like they're accountable, but it's not the state. And it's the whole narrative of parents don't know what they're doing. And so the state has to step in and protect the children. Well, that's not really their job uh, in, in most instances. So uh, contact your people about that. The other one is, it's, uh, I know the number of this bill is AB 1400, and there's a proposal before the state assembly to introduce single-payer health care throughout all of California for whether you're illegal or legal or illegal, uh, to completely do away with private health care and completely put the state in charge of our health. Now, we could do many episodes about that and, and the numerous reasons why uh, that is such an insidiously bad idea. And uh, so uh, if that's of concern, and I really think that it should be, it would completely outlaw um, private health insurance, as we mentioned. But uh, contact your state assembly person about that. I'm also going to put some links up. there, are two really good organizations, and I don't think we need to uh, do a lot with, uh, with that on our podcast because they're so good at bringing this stuff to your attention. Uh, they are uh, Real Impact, which is a ministry of, uh, of our church, um, uh, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, uh, and also the F California Family Council. So Real Impact has a great app that they can put on your phone. They'll send you alerts. There's ways to automatically contact your representatives, whoever they are, and the, they partner with California Family Council. So that will be uh, uh, something to, again, pray about. And uh, both my wife and I have contacted uh, our state assembly person to let her know uh, of our extreme opposition to that bill. And it really does make a difference. The more people uh, call in and write in about that, the more difference it makes. So sure that's, do. Uh, go ahead. I sure do miss California and all my friends and family, but Utah politics are not perfect, but slightly more sane. So I'll just say that. <laughs> yep. Yep. What it feels like to be free. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to have one more segment here in a second, and I'll get to my message for my fellow baby boomers, and we'll wrap it up for this segment.
we're back for our final segment. And I'm really happy for the opportunity to be able to say uh, some things that have been on my mind and my heart to say uh, at some point. And I'm glad for the encouragement from a non-baby boomer (laughs) and to have uh, Charlie Kirk's perspective to help me be able to articulate that in a much better way. So as I mentioned, that one uh, recording from uh, from last week that where he mentioned that. And the way he got into it was saying how every time he, on his uh, program, says anything that's at all critical of baby boomers, he gets barraged with, how dare you say this to me? And he gets barraged with all kinds of, of negative comments about that. And that he, and I too, found that very interesting based on how uh, a lot of people, and including me at some point, uh, tend to refer to baby boomers as, uh, you know, snowflake, or I'm sorry, millennials, you know, snowflakes, and, you know, talk very disparagingly of them. And it's not that there uh, aren't some things that can be said in, uh, in, in, uh, in, in critical thought <laughs> regarding uh, baby boomers or millennials, but I just found it real interesting that there was that uh, result. And, and he just mentioned that, that, uh, that from his perspective, it seems like a lot of baby boomers uh, kind of maybe have a sense of entitlement or, you know, we're here and kind of what's your problem, stop your whining. Uh, all you got to do is work hard and, and everything. And one of the things he was pointing out, and I think rightly so, is that it's a very different world uh, out there now than the world that we as baby boomers grew up in. And I know it's not this way for everybody, but I, I, it, it's more than just a, a, an untrue generalization that we as baby boomers kind of had the world handed to us on a silver platter. And I know, I, I, once again, I'm not going to give a bunch of disclaimers, but I know it's not true for everybody and maybe unequally true for some uh, some races and things. But And yet, uh, it's by and large true that we really had a lot of, lot of uh, things handed to us and a lot of things relatively easy. We, a lot of us got to go to college. A lot of us got to have jobs. It was a very prosperous time in our country. And uh, by and large, with some some dips in the economy, of course, but but we we had that, and I think some sometimes without thinking, we encourage uh, 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 millennials and others just well, what's your problem? Just go out and get a job, and go out and buy a house, and everything's fine. And yet, it's not that easy. The down payments on houses are are extremely high. Uh, the job market's very different. And um, uh, that still is good advice, but I think we need to be a little bit more sympathetic on both sides of the equation to realize that we as baby boomers have a lot to give and a lot to contribute to you as millennials and and younger people and to be respected for that. And also that uh, we have a lot to learn by listening to our, um, our millennial friends. So, uh, so my, I guess my message to us as baby boomers is that there, there's a lot wrong in the country right now. And I think a lot of us are really grieved over that. And, and people of all political stripes, uh, religious or non-religious, are expressing how concerned they are that it's not the same country that we grew up in, and that there's a lot of things that are, that are of concern. And I, I just want to point out, and I've said, you know, we, we have let a lot of this happen on our watch. Now, it may not be all our fault, but we've let it happen on our watch. And I think for us, I know for me, this is me speaking, and then I'll tell you the way that the guy talking to Charlie Kirk said it. But for me, our parents fought their war at the beginning of their lives. 
And uh, for me, it, there's a war on out there. And I think, at least for the sake of my grandchildren, that this war is something I need to engage in. I need to be informed. I need to, to speak up. I need to not just live my life in my trailer and spend my children's inheritance and all those bumper stickers that we say or to sit around you know telling people get off my lawn and and being sour i want to be a happy warrior but but i i think i really need to to like the founders did to devote my life and my fortune and my sacred honor to pass the freedom that we've been blessed with this wonderful inheritance that we have of our country and it's a wonderful country it's flawed but it's wonderful and to pass that communicate that and to pass that freedom on to my grandchildren uh the way that the um uh that the the pastor talking to charlie kirk put it is that uh that we need to uh to take a little bit of time off uh from our materialism and uh, now spend a little bit more time sacrificing for the sec- sake of the next generation to pass that on, and and so I I'd love for you to give us our f- give give you feedback if you're a baby boomer or or anybody how we can help I'd love to host a constitution class or a biblical citizenship class the materials are out there one of my frustrations is that I'm I'm doing all this reading I'm putting together all these dots and I, I what do I do with it. And one of the, this podcast is one of the answers to that. So let us know what's helpful, if anything, what's not helpful. Tell us honestly what you think. And we would love to be able to, um, to address that with you. Well, that's honestly really refreshing to hear all of that. And I would advise everybody, go listen to that again. Scroll back five minutes and, and listen to that again. That's, that's a, a really good example of how we need to communicate to each other. That's not only coming from one side. That's how we need to communicate to each other. And I think both sides, uh, with the younger generation, millennials, uh, and baby boomers, is there's a lot of pride on both sides. They both think they are right and there's no other option. Uh, but with that, with that type of communication of uh, understanding um, that times are different, um, some things need to change, but that some things can't change. And understanding the difference between the two um, cause that's where, um, more of my generation is coming from of the, uh, that everything needs to change and it needs to change now. That's kind of the rhetoric. Uh, but, and, and you know, I'm trying to find the balance in that myself, you know, what needs to change, what needs to stay the same. And uh, I think that's going to be, that's going to be true until the end of the world, you know, what ideals, uh, need to be kept and what needs to be changed because, we live in an ever-changing world, and we have to adapt. Uh, but what what do we change is the the real question. But thank you, Brian, for that. That was uh, very very good. Yeah, I, I think that one of one of the things that uh, a lot of people of our generation are thinking is they realize all these problems going on. Is that like, what do I do about it? What do we do? My, you know, my 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 kids are com- thinking completely differently from me, and and how do we handle that and and these problems in society? So let let's answer that together. Let's try to work together and and let us know how we can help and and do these things. And and each of us has a part to play. We're each we're each in this war. And we're all combat in this war, whether we know it or whether we like it or not. And what is our God-given mission uh, to, to help bring this to a good conclusion? And then uh, from what Denver said, that's one of the wonderful things about conservatism is thinking, okay, what do we conserve? What do we preserve? And how do we change it? You know, we don't, 
You know, we, we don't have to radically transform something that is good. We need to reform it. We need to refresh it. We need to remodel it. But that, that foundation is good of our country. And what do we do to help build on that foundation and refurbish it and bring it back? Just right before we begin the wrap up, I just want to uh, continue on on that a little bit. That That is uh, the, the most important thing that we need to protect in the country is the foundation. They, you have many people who want to dismantle the foundation because they think, uh, for example, the system is systemically racist or, or whatever. No, that, that's just not it. Uh, the system, as far as the foundation and our constitution and our founding documents, uh, those are good. That's what we need to keep. Um, the little other things that uh, are debated you know, every day in Congress, you know, that's what we can focus on as far as what we need to change. Yep. Well, uh, in a second, Denver's going to wrap it up, but I just, uh, from I, we're going to have a quote. I'm, I'm changing. I'm going to go back to what we said at the beginning, just to reiterate, uh, for especially for the baby boomers, Oh God, from my youth, you've taught me, and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. Even to old age and gray hairs, oh God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those to come. And Denver, I pray that that will be your prayer uh, uh, as, as you go forth as well. Yes, thank you for that. So, uh, just as we wrap up here, um, let us know how we can help, uh, what you'd like us to talk about or address. Um, just be sure to check out the Facebook page if you haven't already. Uh, give it a like so you can continue to see the resources and uh, updates when we put the podcast up so you know when to check it out. Um, and just how else we could communicate those resources to you if maybe you don't have a Facebook account. Um, we are open to suggestions. Um, our, obviously, our good our uh, email is goodfight71 at gmail.com, which can also be found on our Facebook page. I feel like I'm saying Facebook a lot, but that's okay. Um, and then if you're willing to pass this on to, uh, to your friends, to your family, um, just so we can try to reach as many people, uh, and if you think this is uh, of benefit. Um, so we look forward to hearing from you all. Um, and you can expect another podcast out next week. And until then, keep up the good fight and God bless. Bye.